I guess to give some context on my journey in illustration. So I was always a designer and then I was really into typography. I think over the, the past year I've gotten really into type. And then I had been using like a, a Wacom, Wacom, however you say it, the tablet. And I started kind of getting into digital brushes. And I really find now that they kind of have uh, eliminated my excuses as to why I can't do it. Oh, I don't have that brush. I don't have that thing. But I'm now in this place where I'm starting to utilize the tools and it's starting to get a little bit better. But I kind of struggle with kind of the abstraction and, and bringing things to life. So um, for people that are just starting out and they're in that same position as me, they're utilizing the tools, but they're kind of stuck on the, the idea part of it. How do you get out of that, you know, blank canvas syndrome kind of thing? Um, well, just like to, to just quickly think about the, the idea of abstraction. And, you know, this is like a philosophical question of like, you know, what is abstraction? But right. let's just say that art per se, let's say I make a painting, even the Mona Lisa is insanely abstract right. because what you're not, what you're looking at is not a woman in a dress sitting in front of mountains. It's you're looking at a piece of canvas with pigments arranged miraculously that you get reminded of a woman who looks different than probably any woman you've seen, like looking at you in a certain way. But all you're doing is you're looking at pigments and you have the idea of a woman and a landscape in your head. Exactly. So it basically means like there's this the, the real woman a couple hundred years ago, and then it's being squeezed into the brain of Da Vinci and the brushes created as like a physical arrangement of, of pigments on canvas, mm -hmm. you look at it and in your head it, unfold, it unfolds again as almost like a real person. Yes. And I think this process of like taking real life, putting it together on a piece of paper or canvas or whatever it is, and then it unfolding, this for me ultimately is an abstraction. And the question is, how far do you compress it? In right. this case, it's a, uh, in the case of the, the Da Vinci, um, it's still full color. So there's a stronger resemblance to the actual object. When you take the Nike swoosh, it's completely abstract. Yes. But it's the same, like when I see the Nike swoosh, I don't look at like a curve. I, of course, get reminded of any sports event where I saw these sneakers, right. I like of all the all, of all the ads, but also to say it's not, the, the, the swoosh doesn't communicate as much as my memory, my my knowledge of right. your associations um, made with it exactly yeah. exactly and so and so there's like different kinds of abstractions that really depend on the the knowledge that I already bring to the table, also my willingness to kind of like uh, project my knowledge into into an image. And I think this is what we do as artists. We do this like consciously and unconsciously that we play with this. And that's why I think it's also important that. You can't be an artist if you're not uh, if you don't look at art because you constantly have to check like you know I draw something it makes sense because I came up with it but what if I was a reader who has no idea what I'm about to see right does it translate is this, yeah is this too obvious or is it too uh, too abstract and just doesn't make any sense and and uh, I think it's a little bit like when you do a crossword puzzle um, if it's too obvious it's totally boring right. Like you were if saying, the guy hard, climbing the uh, the stock market and the guy climbing the ladder. Yeah. And about how every time you do that, that, a panda dies. I thought yeah. that was so funny. You crushed that TED Talk, by the way. Crushed <laughs> it. You got a standing <laughs> ovation and everything. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. Get this guy but, on the podcast. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think you know, if you overdo it and you're like, uh, and let's say, you know, you love to kind of show everybody how smart you are and then you do something and people don't get it. It's just frustrating and you lose people. Yeah. Definitely. So there, it's it's not like the smarter the better. 
Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's there's this like the sweet spot where it's just between obscurity and being obvious. Where you, and I think this is like what we refer to as the aha moment yes. when you feel you just have to work a little bit and you get the reward for having figured it out. Um, and again, I think the same. It's it's not necessarily only about uh, um, conceptual ideas. It's not about a haha, you know, like right. cartoon image. The same thing can happen for for an oil painting of a landscape. Right. And I think everybody who draws and paints, we know that moment when you feel it's just there's the tension is there that as a, as a viewer you feel like you're being sucked in and you kind of have to write it and and you have to kind of balance it in your head. I don't know what it is there, but there is this point I think in conceptual art, in, in, in abstract art, in realistic art, this moment of tension where you just feel now it's just like perfectly tense. Do you feel like it's something that can be learned and it's just kind of just overcoming your own ego or how much of that is within you and then how much of that is just you getting over your own bullshit excuses as to why you don't want to, you know, it's like that shut close, um, you know, like yeah, insp- the, the, inspiration the, the, is for amateurs kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah. I really believe that uh, talent, there's a certain idea of talent. The idea of talent is like you sit down and something just happens, whereas another person would sit down, try the same thing and struggle. Or it's just like, you know, two people racing and the one without practicing just kind of like runs, kind of like 100 meter dash in 12 seconds and the normal person in 14, you go like, wow, it's like, that's unfair. Right. And I think there is, such a talent exists. The thing is, it totally does not matter. Because like let's say you're you're 12 years old and you can like manage to draw a perfect bicycle and somebody else doesn't, disadvantage will never last long enough for you to become a professional. Right. Exactly. The the depth of practicing, the depth of 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 you know trying out things, learning to draw is much bigger than any kind of advantage uh, could ever last. And right. yeah, if even if you're super talented, if there's somebody you know like 20% less talented who just practices half an hour more a day, they will just kind of kick your ass within a month. Right. Just at because the of the discipline of like sitting down and doing it. Yeah. yeah. And and the discipline is is everything. Exactly. And I feel I there is. That. There's one kind of talent that I I, I believe in, and you know, I, we, I don't want to say maybe there's some people who just feel like you know they can't work with pencils and then they probably have to get another job. Um, <laughs> yeah, like th- th- that's out there, but for the most part, I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, but I think there's something with 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 drawing with music that's very similar to to sports is that it's very repetitive, mm-hmm. and it's probably maybe even more than sports, it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. Because you know, um, you know what what's possible. Because you, you looked at art, you know, like whether it's Mad Magazine or or the art at uh, the Metropolitan Museum, right. you know what's out there, and then you try to do it yourself, and you feel like you're really falling short of that. Mm-hmm. And that realization is really painful. Yes. And so the question is like, you know, now you have to sit down and practice. And I think it's possible to now get you from I can't draw or I can't draw well enough to oh I, I know how to draw a cat or, or whatever it is you want to draw. Uh, this process is frustrating because it involves you sitting at your desk trying over and over again. And let's say same people after the third time they say you know what thank you very much I'd rather do something else now watch right. TV play football with my friends do something and. Whether you want it enough, whether you are willing to kind of deal with that frustration or in, in I think in what's necessary is that you don't even see it as frustrating. That is like, of course, I tried again 
and again and again and then I tried this style and then I tried to to do this like, that you don't even see it as painful but more as a natural state of being this maybe this is talent right yeah that you have that you're basically oblivious to the frustration mm-hmm. or that you and just so, want to do it you just want to like I just find myself you like, just yeah, I'm not yeah. even like good but I'm just into the idea of getting closer to the goal you know what I exactly. mean exactly yeah, yeah. And when I when I do things, I mean, like a lot of my art is based on the idea of making it look effortless, which is you know always uh, I think good uh, a good trick. Yeah, uh, you're definitely course, good at that. You really something make that looks, <laughs> if something looks effortless, of course it, it's not necessarily um, uh, uh, effortless. But you know, I never walk around the world and see whatever you know a pair of socks and say, oh gee, that looks like a dinosaur. It's just like it never that never happens, right. or it happens like once in a. 500 times I have what you would want to call a spontaneous idea. Usually it's just like I sit there and I stare at stuff and I think my talent or my I don't know, unfair advantage is <laughs> I stare longer than other people. Yes, I love that. I might get frustrated later. I might be willing to just like sit there when again, like same people would say, look, there's better things to do in your life or you know, there's an easy, easier path. And I just feel like I think there is something in there. I just have to stare longer. I have to, can I do another drawing? I have to sh- photograph it uh, again. And I think this, that thing might be a talent that really is not teachable. Yeah. How much do you allow for time that is going towards work and something like a New Yorker cover? And then how much of that is just you and your studio kind of just messing around? Um, it, it definitely has changed in the last couple of years where I, I try to, and I can... I have enough trusting client that I can afford to play more or that play has become work. And yes. I'm very open with a lot of clients that I say, look, you want a certain kind of work that involves the risk of it just not working out. And we both have to live with that. Yeah. Um, but I will say that for the first really, for the first 10 years of my career, when I was doing almost exclusively editorial work, um, I, it was all about predictability. Mm-hmm. And working on command, and this was this was it was difficult the first year maybe, and then it was you know stressful. It was really hard. Took a huge amount of concentration, but it absolutely is the foundation of my work. And that is something that I really have to credit uh, Heinz Edelman and the, the the school I went to with, where we learned that seemingly kind of creative, crazy idea drawings. Their craft that you can learn, and I actually think that to work professionally, you have to. If you don't want to go insane, you have to learn that craft. Yeah, and that craft means that you're not. Um, you know, when you when you look at American illustration, or when you when you can like look at your portfolio, there's like these kind of like outlier drawings, like the one there, just like absolutely. It was a perfect moment and you like you nail the likeness or a composition or there's just one ink drawing where everything just flows perfectly. These drawings don't matter, right. I think. What matters is if you can do that drawing again yes. in another color and again where you instead of a chicken you draw a cat or again where instead of a car you draw a bike or like because this is the job. People come to you. And again, this is not about kind of like now creative fulfillment, even though I think it's very creatively fulfilling. But 
I think this is like when you go to school, when you go out there to kind of become a professional illustrator or designer, is is what can you create on command? Yes. Like, pretty, I wake you up at three in the morning and you just go, or you're 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 uninspired one day, and there you have an unreasonable client who comes with crazy demands. How predictable can you do it again and again and again? And then the play part is important to kind of. Reminding yourself why you do this to constantly evolve your style. This, yeah. you know, you shouldn't do, be doing that. But I think it's easy to forget that the 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 basis is really like it's like craft. It's and and craft is like you know when you think of craft, it's often you know, like tools and something clunky. I think craft can be something very subtle, very um, uh, very slight, very kind of brainy. This can there, there is a craft to that of kind of distilling something, and that, that's all about repetition it's about structure um and 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 doing it all the time it's like it's about uh, about the the ability to focus on commands right which again is something you can I learn struggle with that <laughs> no but you know but it's it's something we can learn of course and and this is something that um i think is a little difficult that you know with with art there's the prejudice of like a certain amount of kind of being disorganized of is artistic or um, something that really annoys me is almost like people say, oh, I sucked at math. As if like being bad at math somehow makes you a better artist. And it's like, <laughs> no, it doesn't. I don't think you need to be a great math- mathematician to be an artist. But right. like, there, I know a lot of incredibly fantastic designers who are incredibly organized and are, are great at math. And so much of it is like, you know, how much can you free things from your brain to focus on your work that has, you have to be kind of like completely organized so that the moment when you're on uh, uh, looking at your piece of paper, then of course the mind has to be completely open and organized, yeah. disorganized. There's no, I just realized this too. I started, I started cleaning more when I get into, I, I can't get something. I, I start cleaning my apartment. That's cool. But a lot of that again, it really has to do with, with the reality of working with clients where yeah. you have to be able to uh, uh, kind of repeat something kind of halfway in and you have to kind of like the same move over and over again. It's not about, you know, like being inspired or uh, uh, just kind of like there's one portion of the drawing you have to do again because of some whatever change. You have to be able to just do that on command and it has to be seamless yeah. with the rest of it. And this has nothing to do with being inspired or feeling like it or like getting yourself in the mood. This is just kind of like pure experience, routine and craft. Right. 